1: It's Wrestlemania Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Smackdown Review Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, I am Sat E. Nyangi, baby. And next to me, he's your former Quizlemania champion. He's your former Jam That Jam champion. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Canada's favorite son, he is Tampa.
2: <laughs> what an introduction! I won't get a better introduction sitting behind this desk. It's WrestleMania, baby! ha! Woo! Woo! <laughs> 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 and you know what? Yes, sir. Bobby Lashley may or may not find his way onto the proper WrestleMania card, but he has more of an argument to do so now that he is the latest Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. This is the WrestleTalk podcast review of Wrestlemania Smackdown. So make sure that you like, subscribe, enable notifications so you don't miss any of the podcast reviews we have coming your way in the coming days, that being for Wrestlemania Night 1, Wrestlemania Night 2, the Raw after Wrestlemania, and live reactions to all three of those shows. But before that happens, we need to get into our review today for Wrestlemania Smackdown. Also, I want to say, it's Sat-E Day,
1: and it's Sat-E Time, and of course, House of the...
2: It's April Fool's Day. Ha-ha. I'm not wearing black today. House of the White Jumpers. Woo! (laughs) Woo! doesn't have the same ring to it. No, it doesn't. So, we're going to get into our review of SmackDown here, because... The Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal was moved to SmackDown. I say moved. It was never scheduled for WrestleMania, but in years past, it, of course, has been. Yeah. Not in the last few years, though. The last few years, it has been a TV special. And this year was no different in that it was mostly a crew of people that probably didn't have much of a shot of winning. No. And Bobby Lashley. (laughs) And there were a few other people who could have made a run for it. horses. Yep, Dark Horses, like an L.A. Knight. Yeah! Yeah! Bronson Reed was in there. He went to the end. There were a few others that probably didn't have much of a shot, but have some name value, like a Johnny Gargano, etc. Xavier Woods as well? Xavier Woods was Mm. in it, of course. They like to throw him a bone every once in a while. Of course, Braun Strowman made a surprise appearance, I guess. He wasn't on the call sheet, but... I don't w- really want to go through every step no, of this no, 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 uh, no, battle no. royal because it it's largely inconsequential. The most important bits of it were that bro- uh, Baron Corbin was eliminated from this match within seconds of it starting. So he's still a bum and he's keeping his downward spiral going. Question before yes. we proceed. Oh, it's about Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. Do you want to see
1: um, no. broke Corbin? No, you don't.
2: I mean... Of the iterations of Baron Corbin, the one I have been most entertained by on the main roster anyway, because I liked Lone Wolf Corbin in NXT. He was
1: good, yes. Thank you, please. RIP to Lone Wolf Corbin, because people say he was never good. Guys, if you watch NXT, you would assume this guy is a future world champion. And when he turned heel, he was like, yeah, he's an unlikable person. He should be a great heel champion. He's
2: never recovered from that Cena push. Nope. <laughs> sure hasn't. And man... Since going to the main roster, I've not really connected with Baron Corbin ever. But the one time where I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is fun. He's doing good character work was when he was broke-ass, bum-ass Baron Corbin. However, I don't think you can go forward while looking back. I think they need to move on to something different. And I don't want to see him just showing up disheveled with slightly grown hair and a stained shirt and stuff like that, I'd like them to do something new.
1: What would you do? Is that, it, It's know. It's kind of like, okay, it, it, to the point with that like, bad luck, Corbin. Bad luck, Corbin. Because uh, I think that the issue with what happened with that storyline was, for me, it concluded at the right time. You never want something to outlive its usefulness, and then you groan, oh, remember when that storyline was good? They ended it at the right time. The issue was, he, he had... A groundswell of fan support because those skits were funny he's actually you he actually felt sorry for him for once he had the, he actually had some sympathy which is th- something the character has never had before so in the in the, in the mind of everyone else he's turned to a baby face i mean they kind of did that to mvp when he had a losing streak but yeah. I, 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 I didn't, that didn't make sense because mvp was a baller and it's kind of like making him mr perfect on the losing streak and making him symp- sympathetic no with corbin it was different because his character wasn't like he's a you know, baller yeah he lost his wwe money or whatever his character we've grown to like that he was hard on his luck it wasn't a losing streak he lost his house lost his wife people empathize with that because that's like a real life situation so he kind of like tapped into that real life crisis that can happen for a person he should have been a babyface for at least six months sure <laughs> because i know I'll eventually you know i don't know how babyface face corbin or sympathetic corbin could work because he's six foot seven you know you can't have a sympathetic six for seven guy that's kind of weird mm-hmm. it's not really an underdog but in that situation was came back was happy corbin uh we were kind of excited oh what version we get you know what what you know he's gonna get pushed and he had you know madcap moss and the rest of history but yeah that's a little brief talk <laughs> as we talk about the battle
2: royal <laughs> we talked about him about 10 times longer than he was in this match i don't know what they're gonna do with baron corbin next but i'm not staying up late thinking about it either uh, we also had Dexter Loomis just stood unmoving in the corner, which, you know, it's Dexter Loomis. It's par for the course. Shout court, out to Dan.
1: That's his favorite wrestler, man. On the sure
2: moves, is. Shout out to Dan. Um, there were other highlights in this match, I want to say, highlights. Uh, Michael Cole being the biggest hater in the entire world Lol. actually made me laugh real hard <laughs> when he was asked by Wade Barrett who was going to win this match, and he said top dollar because he couldn't go over the top rope. Lol. This man has a vendetta.
1: When, he, when you told Michael Cole, you know, like, like that wrestler, he goes in ham. Ask uh, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson when he went in and ordered the GOAT things and JR and Lola, victims of...
2: Man's ruthless. Yes. Absolutely ruthless. Um, but yes, people getting chucked out. Most of them, you know, fairly inconsequential. Angel and Umberto go, you know, Dolph Ziggler and Ali go... Etc. Michael
1: Cole didn't know who Ali was. He mistaken Ali for uh, Santos Escobar. Even though Santos Escobar wears trunks, that should be a good indicator, Michael Cole. Yeah, they kind of got similar hair, similar kind of tan sometimes, but (laughs) the outfit was not the same. Ali's dressed more like Dolph Ziggler circa 2018,
2: 19. (laughs) Yeah, you said in the office he looked more like Dolph Ziggler than uh, than Dolph Ziggler does does with with the tights. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This match continued onward. Uh, there were a number of bits. Karrion Cross got eliminated. Uh, he kind of went and had a toe-to-toe with some of the other big guys in the match. That was fun. Uh, Johnny Gargano, looking good on SmackDown, had a mm. nice, like, Tilt-A-Whirl DDT on Pete Dunne. That's a match I would really like to see them have on SmackDown if they do a draft or dissolve the brand split or whatever. Johnny Gargano would be someone I would really like to see on SmackDown because hey, Lord knows he ain't doing dick all on Raw. Nope. F-O. I mean... Can I get Johnny Gargano against Walter? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that sounds pretty good to he me. He needs to
1: wrestle. He's Johnny Wrestling, not Johnny Sports Entertainment backstage mm-hmm. segment.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, I I completely agree. And it ended up coming down to Bronson Reed and uh, Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. L.A. Knight was the most uh, over person in the whole match. Yeah. L.A. liked L.A. Knight. Shocker. A lot of people like L.A. Knight now. They're doing the chants. You know, they're, they're into the character and they really wanted to see him win here. And then he got thrown out like third to last. So he didn't make it that close to the end, but no. he was in the mix and they were not happy when he got thrown out, but eventually Stroman got thrown next. And then Bronson Reed went for the tsunami, missed Bobby Lashley threw him out and he is the new Andre, the giant Memorial battle Royal winner. And I did like the moment where Michael Cole said, I'm really picking on Michael Cole, but I guess that is my brand. He said, like, many a career has been launched from winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Sir, Yeah. that is a flagrant lie. I mean, how many careers were launched by this? Of the ones that have gone on to do something significant afterwards, it's like Braun Strowman. Actually... There's a weird thing where uh, the winners of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle
1: Royal, the runner-ups actually get launched.
2: That's the... interesting. Yeah, because Jinder was the runner-up in the Mojo Rawley year, and then he won the WWE title.
1: And then the runner-up who's wrestling in Hell in a Cell. Yeah, yeah I, sw- I sw- was it Nick Balor and Madcap in the end? I could be wrong. I couldn't misremembering no mis- it, but yeah, it's not Madcap facing Edge in Hell in a Cell. It's Finn Balor because last year Finn Balor they did him a disservice and he wrestled in the Battle Royal, so it's more or
2: less. People that make it close, they get launched. So you know what? Bronson Reed. Yes. He's, he's got a push coming by yeah. that logic. So the real question now, because this battle royal is largely meaningless, but <laughs> we are very much intrigued as to what Bobby Lashley could do come WrestleMania. Now, yeah. there's entirely a possibility that this was his WrestleMania moment, quote unquote, wasn't well, at WrestleMania, but WrestleMania SmackDown moment. WrestleMania weekend. WrestleMania weekend moment. And he won't appear on either of the shows, which, boo, yeah, we don't want that. We want Bobby Lashley to have a a good spot for himself. And you astutely pointed out that there is one more match on WrestleMania Saturday compared to WrestleMania Sunday. Leaving the the question, will he have some sort of open challenge-type deal on WrestleMania Sunday? And if so, who should it be? Who, who,
1: who? So we... Me and me and Tempest, we always like to, uh, you know, put our brains together before we do podcasts sometimes and chat this out. So I said, these are the possible names. So we start with people that were in the Battle Royal. So I'm going to launch names and then give Tempest a, a, an opportunity to answer or comment a little bit and we keep it moving. <clears throat> Karrion Cross,
2: Nah.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm done, I guess. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, a, a fake out by Baron Corbin.
2: I could see him coming out and then getting attacked by the real person. As I said, a fake out. All right. You know? So that's a possibility. Uh, Johnny Gargano. I don't see it personally. Dexter Lumis. I would really not like to see it personally. <laughs> okay. Uh, Santos Escobar. I don't think
1: it fits. Okay. Now. Uh, okay. We're getting. Okay. I'm gonna now say names that's more logical. Bronson Reed.
2: I could see it, but I do think it would be slightly underwhelming for the WrestleMania crowd, just because he's not really done hardly anything on TV. He's not really over. Okay, yeah. someone
1: that's really over,
2: LA Knight. I think this is someone who would get a big pop. I don't see him beating Bobby Lashley in that sense, No, which could make it so the crowd would be like, yay, oh. And I don't know if that's the reaction that you want, but I do think he's a strong contender. You're right, because I I really want it to be LA Knight. Because LA Knight, on the other side, he's been saying, you can't have WrestleMania
1: LA without LA Knight. And Bobby Lashley's like, you can't have... WrestleMania by the Almighty. So it's like the meeting of the two minds. And knowing how WWE are sensitive to babyface reactions, they don't want Lashley to get booed Mm -hmm. at Mania because it would get that reaction. Because it would be like the Sheamus thing where they put all their stock and their money into Sheamus, but Sheamus beat Daniel Bryan in, what, 18 seconds, whatever it was, and then it kind of backfired on them which might be good because we will launch LA Knight. I, I see Raw after WrestleMania being about LA Knight if they want to do a rebellion against the mm-hmm. system.
2: All right. If it's not him, surprise people. Uh, Jay White. Uh, it would be a huge moment. I mean, you want to have like a really big deal. I don't think it's going to be Jay White. I don't think he's going to debut at WrestleMania. But that's not based on anything. That's uh-huh. just me speculating. And if that, I mean, yeah, that would work.
1: Okay. Let's do Returns. <clears throat> Riddle.
2: Hmm. That's interesting. I'd not considered that one. Yeah, it could well be. The one, I, it seems more likely I haven't mentioned it to you yet. Randy Orton. As soon as you said Riddle, I was like, oh, I wonder if Orton's coming up next. I could see them coming out together. Like, have one of them wrestle the match, and the other one be like, oh, I'm back too. I don't know which one would work better in that case, whether you have Riddle wrestle or Orton wrestle, but probably Orton.
1: But how likely does it seem to you that's going to happen? Uh...
2: Now? Not greatly, no. I don't think. I think we maybe would have heard something about it before then. But, again, maybe not. Maybe they're good at keeping secrets this time. Uh, pulling him right out of the hat. Uh, Big E! I would love that. Again, I don't know how close he is to his uh, recovery. You know, I know he was at Wale Mania. Yeah. That's something. At least mm-hmm. he's in town. Maybe mm-hmm. that means something. Maybe mm-hmm. not. I don't want to speak on his recovery because... I am not basing this off of anything, but if, if Big E came out at WrestleMania for a match, I would cry. Me too.
1: Especially if his song Feel the Power.
2: Uh, one that you suggested. You, 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 you tell people the one that you suggested. So you brought up the name Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. And initially this kind of seemed like a, a left field, just uh, kind of random choice. But then mm-hmm. I thought a little bit more about it. And I was like, what if... Nakamura is the opponent, comes out with the great Muda, who has just gone into the Hall of Fame I idea. and comes out and the finish is Bobby Lashley getting misted and then hit with the Kinshasa. I think that could be like a cool little WrestleMania moment. I, honestly, I don't know how likely something like that is, but in a WWE world, I could see that working. I could see that being their way of like highlighting this legend who's just gone into the Hall of Fame and and stuff like that.
1: I can also see it being a few starters as well. I can see this being the catalyst for Lashley going hurt business because kind of like he didn't have any help. Yeah, didn't have any backup. Yeah, he yeah. got screwed out, and then he's angry about it, and he puts you know uh, Shinsuke in the hurt lock after the match <laughs> or whatever. And then next night goes, I'm not done with you. You know, continue doing it, and then your hurt business trying to terrorize Shinsuke and. What not? Yeah. But that's that's an idea. There's also AJ Styles, who's long way from coming back. Yeah, he's back. not
2: coming back yet,
1: unless he got the Cena strength.
2: AJ Styles is back. It's tough with bones. You yeah. know, bones don't heal the same as muscles.
1: No, they don't. No, they don't. But yeah, that's all the names I have. If you guys got names, please
2: put it in the comment section below. Yeah, We'd like to hear from you. Who do you think Bobby Lashley can face at WrestleMania? Who? 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 Who do you think? Who would you like if you had your choice? Of like realistic possible yeah. answers, who would you have Bobby Lashley face? L.A. Knight. Yeah, that's probably about right. You know, I, I can't see if even being that. A, a okay, bad
1: move. if if all right, if it was up to me for real, besides the L.A. Knight match, I would do a Bobby Lashley host invitational. Just <laughs> I know we don't want to do like a lot of rest, you know, restroom rest break matches or whatever. But heck, Karen Cross, you're not doing nothing. Bronson, you're not doing nothing. Hey, Strowman, have another go at it. I, I would, hey, Otis, you know, just do a Bobby Lashley hoss fight invitational. It's, five, it's a mil- lot of hosses. Yeah, but LA Knight will be the one I, I'll go with because he deserves a crowd reaction. And and obviously, the match wouldn't go on for too long either. And at the moment, we've been trained to see LA Knight as a guy that gets punked. So it wouldn't be a, a disservice as much.
2: Yeah. 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 Let me talk to
1: you. Let me yes, talk to you. Ya.
0: Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. nile.com code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
2: We've got the rest of SmackDown to discuss because this show opened with the Usos coming out to have the final words with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn before their Pretty much confirmed WrestleMania main event. It certainly seems that way. It's the main was, event of our hearts. It's the main event of our hearts, for sure. And, like, I think uh, I think Jay Uso mentioned at Wally Mania, he was just like, yeah, main event, woo, something like that. Just, like, yeah. a, a little throwaway line. Mm. I don't know if it's been picked up by too many people, but it, it's something to pay attention to. Um, and they had what I thought was, like, the best promo on the show, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Usos and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Because the Usos come out and they do their introduction the bloodlines in your city. And then they get interrupted by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And they come out and Kevin Owens starts. And he says that, you know what? You two welcomed me into WWE. You guys were the ones that made me feel welcome here. You played with my kid. You made this feel like home. And I looked up to you because of it. And it made me feel conflicted because I gotta fight you. And then... Royal Rumble happened, and you tried to take my livelihood from me, and I would not be standing here today if it wasn't for this man, points to Sami Zayn. And now, I do feel conflicted, but I know how much I'm going to love beating the hell out of you and taking your tag team titles at WrestleMania. Yeah. And Jimmy Uso then comes in and says that this is what blood is. This is what family looks like. This is what... Loyalty looks like this is what blood is, mm. and this is what you and Sammy will never have. And Sammy st- cuts in there to say that blood isn't what makes you family. You know, you, you've got loyalty, and Jay cuts him off and says, "What do you know about loyalty? Mm-hmm. You know, this this right here, this is loyalty." And Sammy cuts him off again and says, "No, no, 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 no! I was loyal to you the entire time. I was loyal to you from day one. I was loyal to you from day one. I was loyal to the whole bloodline." And you, you guys don't know anything about loyalty because you chose blood over loyalty because you sided with Roman Reigns, who's never loyal to you. And this is where you see Jey Uso get, like, real conflicted. He looks down. He's got this inner turmoil because he, you know, there's something brewing between Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. We don't know exactly how it's going to play out yet, but there's something brewing there. And that inner turmoil is cooking, and he kind of turns around, walks around. And he says, nah, that ain't it. At WrestleMania... Oh, and Sami Zayn had also said that all the pressure of the bloodline is on you guys to be tag team champions. And we're going to take that pressure, take your tag team champions from you at WrestleMania. And Jey Uso says, nah, 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 that ain't it. At WrestleMania, the same old thing's going to happen. Kevin's going to turn on Sammy and we're going to walk out still as the WWE tag team champions. And they walk off. I thought this was a very good promo. I thought it was heated. It was emotional. This was the type of energy that I wish that they had kept up like the last couple of weeks. Cause I like, you know, you can get some, some comments telling you one way or the other, and everybody's entitled to their own opinion. But I've talked yeah. to a lot of people the last, like, couple weeks, right. whether it be talk to Alex Queen of the Ring on her show. I talked to Steven Larson, the FIFO guys about this. Everybody kind of agrees that, you know, the... The tag team title match has kind of gone off the boil the last couple weeks mm. as opposed to where it was when they did that incredible angle with Jay Uso turning on Sami Zayn and everybody in the crowd was doing this and then Kevin joined him. That was all great. And then they kind of took a couple weeks off of having that really emotional storytelling. But now they've gotten back to it. And I would feel like this is the perfect time to get back to it because, again, everybody wants this to be the main event of WrestleMania. All and right. <clears throat> it looks like at this point, it is firmly in the position to be the most deserving match.
1: Well, because the other match that's meant to be main event didn't even get a look in. Nope. They started off the show, which is to indicate to us this is one we're kicking this off. Is important. the yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: They started off with, because think about this. It was because we got two nights of WrestleMania. And we had one angle started off, and a different one ended. Yep. Night two's uh, main event ended it. You can argue night one's main event started it. Yep. That's what I'm saying. But to go back to what you're saying, this is also kind of hard. So you could argue that as soon as Jay Uso turned on Sami Zayn, that you were in a situation where talking wasn't it anymore. You had to fight, right? I think the last two weeks their focus has been more on sneak attacks and solo, you know, destroying both members of the, of the challenging team. So that's why it hasn't felt it was heated. Even last week you said it, you know, it was more about Sammy and KO reuniting and being happy. So that and was the more t-shirt. of a jo- Yeah, the t-shirt thing. So in your mind, you said it like, I like the t-shirt thing, but it like something was missing, and we we saw what was missing, which was the file. Mm-hmm. So you you could argue that cause it's been on a boil for a while, it deserved to actually take a break for a couple of weeks because it's hard to sustain it. Because look at Dominic and Mysterio. That's a uh, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> look at Dominic and Ray. Look at this situation where they kind of delayed the inevitable attack until last week, and now didn't really touch hands this week. We had more of a nice moment. We had another t-shirt moment. We had another t-shirt yeah, moment. It it. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. So you could argue that story goes ebbs and flows. You can't m- maintain that level the only one that seemed to maintain is being Cody and Roman because they haven't touched. I think had they touched already, it would have looked like a step back because it's gone back to talking again between the two tag team. It was quite civil between KO, Sammy, and the Usa. Civil as it can be because mm-hmm. they, they didn't touch hands because they've done it already. We had chair shots. We've had Simone Spikes. We've had, you know, handcuffs. They've done everything to each other they can do. So they've reached that middle, that point where it's like the talking is done and the mind games are over. We're going to be real. We're going to beat the heck out of each other. But I also want to shout out to uh, a Twitter user that mentioned that Sami Zayn and KO, if you put their names together, they're the Wild Samoans. (laughs) (sighs) Wild Samoans.
2: Oh, I got it now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah, going back to what I was saying. (laughs) I like that K.O. used real-life situation to add fire to the fuel because we haven't seen that for weeks. We've just been seeing K.O.'s um, perspective is, I don't like Jay. I don't like, Jimmy, they hit me with a chair, so I don't care. But for him to say that, you know what? You guys were cool once upon a time. It kind of drives home in the head of everyone else that people want the Usos to get out of the spell they're under, of the emotional blackmail they're under with Roman Reigns. So there was layers to it. It's kind of like what it did was a foreshadowing of what both teams' future is like post-WrestleMania. So for Sami and KO is, can they coexist
2: it is, right? Yeah. I mean, it always is with them. Yeah. You always think that a, a backstabbing is just around the corner one way or the other. Which is
1: great, because it would be stupid to be like, me? Get backstabbed? That's my best friend. Blah, blah. That's part of the relationship. With the Usos, more like, who are they outside of being tag team champions? And and can they sustain another brow beating from Roman Reigns? Because mm-hmm. obviously, they're reaching their breaking point. Everyone has their breaking point. The question is, will the Usos' breaking point be after WrestleMania?
2: See... It, I, it'll be interesting, because uh, I was taking the train into work on uh, Thursday, and I was sat next to the lovely Laurie Blake. And we were discussing just, like, what happens after WrestleMania. What, what, how do things go yeah. for, for all the different characters, particularly in the bloodline? And we were discussing the possibilities. And one thing that we had kind of come up with that I think is very interesting is because Roman Reigns is reportedly taking time off after WrestleMania. He'll, he'll be gone for a couple months or so. Mm. What happens if he leaves and the Usos and Solo and everything all just start feeling great, you know? And then Roman comes back, and they're forced to fall back into line, but then they're like, you know, things were better when you weren't around. You know, you've lost your titles, presumably, but you lose your titles, and Mm. you take some time off, Mm. and we're kind of free from this... Just like the mob boss isn't breathing over your shoulder all the time. It'll be very interesting to see what the, re- what the reaction is from the Usos to a different dynamic in the bloodline. Yeah. Whether Roman Reigns loses the title and just leaves, or if he loses the title and gets like manic, you know, because now there's nothing signifying that he's the head of the table. There's a lot of different possibilities here for how they can take the bloodline story further, presumably to SummerSlam, where I am guessing that Roman's gonna face Jay. It's interesting. Because they can go a bunch of different directions with the reactions to whatever happens with Roman True. and how the Usos and Solo handle that, they can handle it poorly. And then when Roman comes back in, he offers them like stability. Potentially, if you want to go in the completely opposite direction that I was just talking about. why it's been chaotic without him, and now he wants to uh, get We're the band back together. Because then it feels like Roman is offering them something. You yeah. Know? He's he's abusive, he's manipulative, but he does offer that. That stability. But, again, on the opposite side, you could see him be like the reason for their paranoia, for their anxiety, and everything. And when he comes back in, all those things return I'm really interested to see what happens with this after WrestleMania, which I think is the great strength of the Bloodline story because I'm never just excited to see the big angle, the big mm. match. I'm excited to see what happens afterwards, uh, the yeah, fallout the, con- of yeah
1: it. the fallout of it. The question is, do you think that Paul Heyman will still be around or will he I take time know. off as well?
2: I think he should be around with the Usos and Solo Sokoa to just kind of be like that voice, mm. you know, whether it's the voice of Roman Reigns yeah, or just, like, you know.
1: Yeah, is that kind of ominous like, "Oh, Roman said this, this, and that, or Roman's here next week. And I can hear people popping after how many months of him being Mm -hmm. gone. But you know, a part of me is thinking uh, the whole Roman Reigns tribal chief uh, saga that we've been on was all designed to get Roman Reigns the desired reaction they've wanted for years. So I feel like the opportunity is there, as much as you wanted Jay to be the protagonist. The ultimate protagonist in the story. Worth ends up being that Jay gets corrupted. He now takes the leadership of mm-hmm. the group. And then when Roman comes well, over, you, you think you're the tribal chief now? Nah, he goes, nah, dog, I've been doing this by myself. You know, I, I've been doing this and this and this and that. I'm the one in charge now. And they all attack Roman Reigns. That's an easy way to gain sympathy and turn him to mm-hmm. a face again. Because it's either that or Roman Reigns trying to abuse his cousins and they they. Because it's quite hard. Do you all turn babyface by beating him up? I don't know. I mean, so you can see they see something in solo. What if he's like Frankenstein's monster? What if the monster you've built is the one that turns against you? Mm -hmm. Because I can ultimately see Solo staying as a heel, but also becoming going on a rampage, and Roman has to be the one to take him down. There's so many layers, there's so many what-ifs, and I don't know. I don't know. This t-shirt's too tight, Billy. I don't know. So we just have to wait and see which is exciting because that means there's more to look forward to.
2: I'm very excited for all of this. But we move on because we also then had a fatal four-way match with one member of each of the Showcase tag teams, and it was Ricochet versus Montez Ford versus Chad Gable versus Eric. 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 That's Eric. his full name, his full legal government it's name. Eric with a
1: K, guys.
2: Oh, uh, Yeah. Anyway, this match was really fun, I thought. It, was, yeah. it wasn't given oodles of time to go out there and like absolutely steal the show, but I still thought it was the best match on the show. Mm. And they had a lot of really fun spots where one of the guys, uh, they, they both would pair off throughout this match, basically. Ricochet and Montez Ford would each pair off with the heels. And there was a nice moment on the outside where Chad Gable and Eric both hit suplexes at the same time Mm. and then kind of stared at each other and they're like, okay, wait until Mania and then then we'll see what happens here. But it was kind of like a one-upsmanship game between the heels as to who could throw around the other more. And there were some really good moments, like Chad Gable had a really nice rolling uh, German suplex, and then they were both on the top rope getting ready to hit, like, stereo superplexes. And uh, I think it was Ricochet managed to get out of it before eventually being thrown by Chad Gable. Mm. And meanwhile, during all that happening, Eric was able to hit Montez Ford with a superplex. It was just, like, very good kinetic action, very dynamic, not a lot of waste of time. And I like that. I like that in matches with multiple people. I don't like a lot of downtime, especially when you have the workhorses of each of the teams. Yeah. like It was really fun, quick, fast-paced match. And eventually it led to Montez Ford hitting his Frog Splash. And then, as he sold the impact of that move, Ricochet hit the Shooting Star Press and got the win. Pretty much what I expected, because Ricochet's the most single star of the bunch here. And I don't know if that's going to play into the momentum heading into WrestleMania, but I thought this was a fun match. You just used logical booking as a reason for why Ricochet won, and that actually makes sense,
1: because I didn't really think of it. I mean, you'd argue the second person to have singles uh, experience is Chad Gable yep. in there. But yeah, Ricochet won. He's the right person to win in a match. When we we're in the office, I mentioned about how this match could be a sleeper at WrestleMania, to showcase. Absolutely. The only issue we've ever had with this showcase is how blatantly underdeveloped it was. Mm-hmm. It came out of the blue and it didn't even mention what happens when either the team wins. I mean, I know we're sick and tired of trophies and tournaments, <laughs> right? I, I know, I know we're sick of it. But for me... I would have, I would have liked a tag team showcase trophy where the winners will now get a number one contendership. But at least that way, it is more than a showcase. They're fighting towards something. You know, it's a particip- participation trophy. Just give yeah. them something so it feels it feels more great. But yeah, this if this match is an indication of WrestleMania, I'm all for it. And I didn't even notice that it was the workhorse of each team, and each team got hosses because even like um Angelo Dawkins is like six five. Yeah. He's like Titus on where he's like, where did that height come from? You've always been <laughs> that tall, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't book them as big guys and you're like, you're that tall? Kind of like the Edge for all those years and Billy Gunn for all those years. They're really tall guys but they don't get booked like big guys. So I'm really looking forward to the Showcase and I really hope that... Um, each of the that have been stuck in limbo because, you know, Uso's been running rampant on the tag team division. We'll get a chance to show the crowd why you should invest in the tag division post Uso losing and when Sami Zayn or the Wild Samoans become tag team champions.
2: Well, that's the thing, right? I really do think that this showcase match at WrestleMania is effectively a number one contenders match. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not pushing it as that. It should yeah. And it really, I don't think it matters that much. I would like some stakes added to it just so they have, like, a reason to be wrestling. But I do think effectively it is going to end up being just this is the number one contenders match. I think that's I think that's what this is going to be. Do you
1: also think uh, uh, the Alpha Academy going to break up at Mania?
2: Hmm. I don't know. I think it could be, like, a, a Raw after Mania really? type thing maybe.
1: I want to argue that Wrestlemania has got tradition of tag teams breaking up strike force broke up at Wrestlemania um I had another
2: tag team in mind that <laughs> broke up
1: I was doing so well I had it in my head Great I had another
2: tradition of a thing that happened like 30 years ago
1: <laughs> no that, that was you. laughing that was one there was more in my head but it just it just fell out of my head when I think of it I'm going to randomly say it out but I'm just saying American Alpha um, uh, Colossal Connection broke up Andre the Giant Haku broke That's up at WrestleMania true. so it, it, they, they, they they do have history of storylines coinciding at Mania so I'm just saying maybe just maybe Maxine Dupree will get her old teeth and then Chad Gable can start the long rumored singles run that everyone including his people and his mates want for him because he's too darn talented to be eating pins and not going out there showcasing that he's a great wrestler and winning matches and building on his resume as a fantastic performer
2: Amen. I hope it's Chad Gable's time after Wrestlemania, I really
1: do uh, Thank you, and he had great footwork as well, there was like a little mini dance off between Montez and Ricochet and Chad Gable came in there and stole the show he had his little crab dance and he did a little footwork and then he got knocked out of the ring
2: I love, love Chad Gable. I completely agree. I hope. And it could happen at WrestleMania. It wouldn't surprise me by any means, but we'll see. I would very much like after WrestleMania for that to be his time. Throughout all of this, there were like video packages for the main WrestleMania matches. Charlotte and Rhea had a video package, and that was the only the thing main event. That yeah, that was the only thing that was on this show relating to the women's title match. And there was only video packages on Raw regarding that women's championship match. So mm-hmm. you kind of get a sense that they didn't put that much effort into the builds for these matches, unfortunately. That sucks.
1: It's not a women's fault, because that's the thing as well. It's not the women's fault, it's the material given to them. If they were given great material, thought-out material, then we would have had, you know, great build, and we'd be excited about it. So Mm -hmm. I don't blame the women 110%. It's the material given to them. They've been trying to sell it, but we're just not sold.
2: Yeah. 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 So, after the Battle Royal, of which we have already spoken about, we had the second of two Fatal 4-Way matches. Again, this time with the women from the Showcase match, that being Shayna Baszler, Natalia, Raquel Rodriguez, and Sonya Deville. This one was not terribly heated. Doesn't no. really surprise me, because again, no one's really been heated for this 4-Way f- tag at WrestleMania anyway. Again, not their fault, but... I mean, look at the teams in this match. It's not a lot of people that folks seem to care about that much. Even the teams that are more cared about than others, like Raquel and Liv and Shayna and Ronda, like, Mm. you know, even still, they're far from the top of their respective divisions. I
1: I would argue that the the reaction of SmackDown will not not be the same at Mania. I I feel like someone like Chelsea will be over at WrestleMania. Could be. And live is live, so live's always over. Raquel is always on the cusp. I mean, we know like management's high on her, and we know that we haven't seen the best of her of her potential as a as a character because we're just missing a monster hoss in the women's division, and she's she's just right there. She's mm-hmm. right there. We're tired of her smiling and kissing babies and <laughs> hugging fat blokes <laughs> <laughs> it's time for her to start beating up women and taking back her opportunities to become champions i realize she never won a women's title but to ed- she was nxt champion so it's mm-hmm. time for her to start winning ch- um, championships on the division come on raquel again another breakup of wrestlemania of this yep. non-existent team that she would have never
2: been Liv morgan and raquel raquel's like i had enough and beats her up and she becomes a monster hill this one i actually totally see happening and i don't this is kind of the reason why I don't know if both of them will break up at Wrestlemania because of right, the two yeah. I think this one's more likely mm. I think Raquel and Liv breaking up at Wrestlemania is more likely than uh, than Alpha Academy but again never know could happen to do, both of them do we
1: know if it's an elimination thing to showcase I think it's just a one fall to a finish oh okay. they just want to get out of there yeah because if it wasn't I would have argued that uh, I could see Chelsea tapping out quickly and now constantly Liv tapping out as well or whatever because yeah. I want to like, there's a reason in that Raquel should get mad it's, it's Raquel's time to be a Monster Hill
2: right yeah, I agree. Uh, as far as this match goes, however, and also wait, wait,
1: SummerSlam, Rhea versus Raquel. Ooh, oh my, oh my! <laughs> Think about it.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too hot on it, but it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I know. It's yours. It's your idea. You're allowed to have it. This match was pretty short, though. There wasn't a whole lot to it. There were some cool moments, like Raquel lifting uh, both Shayna and Natty onto her shoulders at the same time, because mm. Shayna had Natty in the corner and had her in the, the chokehold with her feet dangling. It's a cool spot, and that's when Raquel put them both on, on her shoulders, walked to the middle of the ring. Sonya hit a chop block, took her knees out. Cool. And then uh, Sonya came off the ropes, and Raquel hit her finish. What's it called? The Tiana bomb. I'll never remember it. And got the win. Of, of, you, yeah. you won't remember it. The day you do, I'll rejoice. I'll be like, hooray, 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 got it. But yeah, that was pretty much all there was to this one. Not a lot of action. It was short. Again, it was kind of heatless. It's what it is. And then backstage, we had our another our next T-shirt moment. Because Rey Mysterio was backstage and looking sharp as hell. Whew, that man mask. has got a slick mask. I wish I had a mask like that. And yeah,
1: please, donate... Funds to get Tempest a black mask. We are <laughs> at our House of the Black Mask, and we are
2: working on this. This man getting a black mask. Listen, if anybody knows a mask maker, yes, particularly in the UK, but really London. anywhere at this point, oh, okay, fine. Uh, like. <laughs> They're hard to come by.
1: <laughs> they are. We need we need if you guys have been thinking he needs a new mask. He thinks he needs a new mask. I would love to have like five more masks. Yes, he likes rotation. Yeah. Rotation's a thing. Also, his precious nose. We don't want a mask to squeeze in his nose. We need comfort for breathing. So we want nice masks. One that is black and gold. I, I like that. Yeah. some gold.
2: This, see, this one actually like it fits very comfortably. Mm. I never have a problem wearing this mask. The, the old one, the, the blue and green and yellow one, that one destroyed my nose, but people know that. Quizzlemania viewers know that. That being said, someone else who wears a mask, this Rey Mysterio fella, yeah, looking sharp fella. as hell, mm-hmm. getting ready for his Hall of Fame induction, the Hall of Fame induction that you've watched and was very good. Conan, he's the man. Good promo. He's backstage and he's approached by Legato del Fantasma. And Legado del Fantasma tell him that they have his back just like they did on Raw. And Rey Mysterio thanks them and says, if we're going to do this, we got to do it in style. Hands out t-shirts to all four of them. And they all look at them and go, oh, wow. Turn it around. And they're the LWO. La Raza. The Latino World Order. This, is, yeah. this is great.
1: Guys, growing up, when I was a young kid during the Man the Night War, I was eight years old when LWO was a thing. So, Rey Mysterio, who was a charter member of the group, an unwilling member of the group in the beginning, and ultimately became the most loyal member when Eddie Guerrero had that horrible car accident and he had to take time off. Rey Mysterio was the only one that kept his t-shirt. What happened was, the original NWO wanted to destroy any. Imitation groups, so the wolf pack and, and the and the black and white, they merged the NWO elite. They're like, any any fake groups out there, you better stop it, or we're gonna beat you up. So the rest of the LWO members they all left, but raymond still being loyal to the soil, being loyal to his mate, he kept his top on as they beat him up as Kevin Nash tried to rip off his t-shirt. That's the kind of guy Raymond still is. He bleeds that LWO colours, and you see the Legado del Fantasma, they are inspired by LWO, especially the motif and the logo. Uh, but part of me wish that we don't lose their theme song because you know Death Rebel likes changing theme songs on a whim. I'm looking at you, almost. Your song sucks. His original one's great, and then going to come out to some giant Gonzalez theme. Any giant can have that theme. But back to the uh, matter at hand. LWO is back, but the question is, is it a one-night thing for Mania to back him, or is this an, a six-month program where, where Santos could potentially turn on Ray and then probably, you know, Dominic trying to reconcile with Dad down the line. Who knows?
2: We'll see. Sounds good to me though.
1: Do you think it's like a one-time thing or is this like going forward? Ray's part of a group. It feels weird. I, I wouldn't be
2: surprised if they were like a group after this.
1: I I'm happy. It sounds like a storyline that was formed out of a video game. It doesn't feel yeah. real. I'm like, Ray? Because WCW Ray, he's part of multiple groups. You know, he was part of LWL, he was part of the No Limit Soldiers. Filthy animals, so Ray Mr. in WCW, that's his history. In WWE, he done mostly tag teams, where he never done groups. Yeah. And also, I'm like a babyface group, because they all wear sharp outfits, so I can see them masked to the gills, suited and booted. L-W-O. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah, Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Da-da-da-da, yeah! La
2: Rasa. I'm looking forward to it. I thought this was really cool. And then we got our tag team match to set up the Intercontinental Championship triple threat at WrestleMania, that being Sheamus and Drew, or Shrew, I should to say. Thank you. Taking on Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci of Imperium. And this, again... Not the longest match, but still pretty good. The story of this match was that Drew and Sheamus absolutely were not on the same page. They were constantly blind tagging each other getting into the match. And that kind of led to a shoving match halfway through but ultimately they were able to overcome Imperium. They did uh, get a chance to like hit their high low. There was some good stuff here. Imperium got a few chances, but ultimately Sheamus hit a knee strike on Giovanni Vinci and then hit the brogue kick as Drew McIntyre hit a Claymore on Ludwig Kaiser and Sheamus got the pin and they kind of had a stare down at the end of the match. Drew had blown past him during the entrances and that was about it. Walter was looking on from backstage it was pretty solid. Ultimately, last week's segment was much better in setting this up, but that, that's fine. You know, I thought this was still fairly effective.
1: In wrestling booking, one on one, I understand why they went with the result they went with. But come on, the bangers and mash bros—they don't really—they're not really getting along. Imperium, more—they're they're an experienced tag team. They're a former. Two time or whether it is NXT Tag Team Champions, they should not be losing to a tag team that have been barely together. They're not even getting along together. That would have added more fuel to the fire if they had lost. But yeah, I get why they do it. It's booking one on one. If you're part of a group, you guys are eating pins. They both ate pins and whatever.
2: Yeah, and you you probably don't want one of these guys to get pinned before this match at WrestleMania. So right. like again, I see why they did it. Yeah. Booking one on one. Yeah. 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 It's tough. It, it it's tough. Someone had to get pinned. It is what it is, but still, a fairly good little match. And then we got our main event segment, that being Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns face-to-face. Now, that part of the segment was very short. The main meat of this segment was Cody Rhodes' promo, where he says that he's gone in and gone to the gym and gotten his nutrition down, and he's done all the preparation that he can do for this WrestleMania match. He's ready. He thanked the WWE Universe for welcoming him back, thanked them for letting him bring his fans along with them. It's Interesting because if you listen to all these people, it doesn't seem like he had many fans from the AEW days left. But I was one of them, I have always liked Cody Rhodes, I'm a Cody Rhodes AEW apologist <laughs> all I, the way through. I,
1: I I was a fan, but at one point I was like, Is he has he lost the plot or is this playing 4D chess because he's really a heel? <laughs> <laughs> and he, if you ask him now, he says he's a heel. But people saying that I love people put that image of Brian Danielson i'll uh, cody rose told me how to lie and he's got yeah. that face so is he lying or is he telling the truth now nah, when he fake going into the tunnel oh, whoops sorry, yeah he was a heel like that was where it was leading we'll never know how it was meant to end one day someone has to ask me that question how was it meant to end
2: maybe we'll still find out one day you never know Ooh. this wrestling uh wrestling war is far from over there's still plenty yeah, of time yes. left in all this but yeah, he says uh he does a whole verse verse of uh Tupac he quote Tupac. Yeah, he, yeah. he quoted Tupac. Law. Yeah. My <laughs> goodness. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. Good good for you Cody. Cody being Cody. Cody is one of the most unintentionally funny guys. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't try. He, he just got it in spades.
2: <laughs> oh, I love this man. Abs I can't wait for him to be WWE champion. It's gonna whole, be so rad is... with a
1: new belt. Oh my god. Was it it's got it was April the 3rd. We're gonna wake up and it's gonna be a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> a new champion.
2: <sighs> so if so you've been know.
1: if you've been in the coma and you wake up <laughs> in a couple of days, you pick the right time to wake up from a coma. Tony
2: totally, Rhodes is WWE champion. Yeah. Public is an AEW. Exactly. So all
1: these explanations,
2: what I've been happening, and then Sammy's gone over this, this and that. Yeah. Yeah. The the one really solid line from this was that Roman Reigns had previously said that Cody couldn't even be the top guy in his own company. And Cody retorted that here, saying that Roman Reigns was an 11-year investment that didn't pay off until year eight, Ooh-hoo! which, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Th- that's not wrong by any means. And but, but I've seen on social media people saying,
1: Cody, you've been doing it for 15 years. Again, you're a wrestling fan. You claim to be a wrestling fan. That means you claim to listen to promos. He said Roman Reigns was an 11-year investment. Vince had tunnel vision to make him champion. That's what an investment is. There's times when a guy comes on, like a John Cena. Yeah, let's see what he can do We see down the line. Cody Rhodes was similar. He could potentially be with Roman Reigns. Vince said, nope, he's got the look. He's got the body. He's got the heritage. He's got the pedigree. He's the guy. Cody Rhodes did not become an investment until he came back. We're mm-hmm. now in year two of that investment. The American Nightmare Cody Rhodes an investment. Not uh, uh, rookie Cody Rhodes. Not legacy Cody Rhodes. Not dashing Cody Rhodes. Not undashing dashing Cody Rhodes. Not mustache Cody. Not Cody, he nearly got fired and then they brought him back Cody. Not Cody who is stardust. All of those iterations of Cody Rhodes were told to like, hey, swim, if you sink, you sink. he have been trying to swim, but they're still trying to yank him down the ocean. This Cody Rhodes is an investment. They paid money from him for him to go from the competition, which is AEW, which he helped start, to come back to WWE. Because that investment is, if they show the competition that, hey, come over here, we'll push you to the moon, that's what Cody Rhodes represents. He's an investment. He's on year two. So technically, he's not in the same level of commitment that they had with Roman Reigns. So please, there's a difference. He has a 15-year career, but they didn't invest in him like in the way they invested in roman reigns heck when he was in legacy ted dibiase was seen as the future in that group cody
2: did more to usurp
1: he didn't get a marine film ted dibiase did
2: bloody heck <laughs> you you 100% right i back you on every single one of those points and yeah and then roman reigns made his very long entrance came out and said uh, cody rhodes at wrestlemania acknowledge me and that was the whole segment that's the piss take. His
1: entrance was longer than the actual promo he cut. That so was him yeah. dissing him.
2: So, I mean, like, Roman Reigns didn't really do anything on this final show. And, like, you know, it is what it is. I think Cody did the heavy lifting here. And it was a little bit underwhelming as far as, like, this is a go-home angle for WrestleMania. They probably could have done a little bit more to really hit home. Did you? But oh, ultimately, oh, but I think it's fine.
1: For the first time in the history of a WrestleMania main event, Two guys did not touch in that ring. That was them.
2: First time. I suppose that is true. Yeah. Austin and Rock
1: had miscues.
2: Yeah, because I was gonna say like Cena and Rock the first time, but the Rock had like hit him with a rock bottom at Survivor Series and at WrestleMania the yeah, previous year. Yeah. But it's like from the Elimination Chamber till WrestleMania they never touched. That's the only thing, other thing I could really think of.
1: Yeah. So, but this like since he's been back, yeah, he doesn't know what Roman Roman's hair smells like. Yeah. He hasn't beat him up and then get a whiff of the shampoo. It mm-hmm. hasn't happened. And he hasn't smelled the peroxide from Cody's <laughs> head. Roman hasn't smelled it. So that hasn't happened. It's going to be at WrestleMania.
2: Fresh peroxide in the hair. And then just like yes. stick his head in it until he passes out. He
1: Roman hasn't punched Cody since he's got the tattoo on the neck. And he hasn't hit a crossroads on, on Roman since he got the tattoo on the neck. So mm-hmm. that's how long
2: it's been since they've touched. That's crazy. What did you think of this show overall as a go-home show for WrestleMania?
1: You know what? <sighs> As a go home show, um, the main storylines did what they needed to do. I know what you said the Roman didn't do much, which left it underwhelming, but I think it was on purpose. It's meant to, it's more of the, the, the storytelling they're trying to do. Roman Reigns is trying to feign confidence. I think Roman Reigns is bloody scared. Mm. His group at the moment is in shambles they're getting attacked from all areas Kevin Owens Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes three problems at the same time they've never had this sort of heat before yeah they had um, they'd done war games last year but that wasn't this level because they were more united the the group is fractured the structure is coming apart and I think Roman Reigns he didn't want to say much because in his mind he needs to sack himself up for the biggest match that he's had in his three year title reign so he is the fear of the unknown like I said they haven't touched in a while all the other as Roman said, he's beaten them, so he knows what to do with them. With Cody Rhodes, he's a whole different beast. So I think that was meant to convey false sense of bravado. That's what it was. It's good show. It, yeah,
2: yeah. So that is our review. Of WrestleMania Smackdown. Make sure, of course, that you keep it locked right here on the WrestleTalk podcast channel for Luke Owen's live reactions of WrestleMania Night One tonight. He will be joined by at least Dan Layton and possibly Pete Quinnell if Pete Quinnell is feeling better. Get well soon, Pete. And by soon, I mean today, as soon as you possibly can. Otherwise, you can go over to Parts Fun Known right now and check out Adam Blompier's latest fantasy booking video, how to, how blah blah, blah how Adam would book Big E as WWE Champion, you can get early access to next month's fantasy booking at patreon.com forward slash talk, where you can check out his booking of Brock Lesnar's retirement, and because this will be out by the time this goes up, you can see the latest edition of Survival Series on Parts Fun Known as well. April Fools is today, so we're going to have everybody name every single 24-7 champion. Bro- no! yes that's horrible yes it is what the heck is that
1: no you're a crew man
2: they were asking for it the fans were asking for it every 24 7 champion the latest edition of survival in, series available in now best chronological order are well, you effing kidding me you have to watch the episode to find out Sad. it's okay it's okay you weren't in it don't worry i know
1: i wasn't i'm feeling the stress of everyone on myself <laughs> uh, the, the dana brooke uh, Dana Brooke, run truth, our oh, oh, truth. Oh, see, I lost already.
2: Oh, Three strikes, Free strikes, and you're out. That being said, thank you so much for watching. We will be back later on tonight with our live reactions of WrestleMania 38 or 39, Night One. I forgot what year it was. And until then, stay tuned. See Sat. you.
1: Same Sat e time, same Sat e day. Enjoy WrestleMania Saturday. House of the Black. Wrestlemania,
0: baby! Woo! MASK!